Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Trot's Life. We continue our Australian Pacing Gold special shows and must admit I've been looking forward to this chat since I did my preparation. Shane last joins us. Shane, firstly, mate, how are you and whereabouts are you? Yeah, good day, Toby. I'm um, in Brooklyn at the moment, just at work. Um, yeah, just enjoying the day. Oh, it'd be nice and cold in Brooklyn, wouldn't it, in America? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, the sun's out here and uh, track fast. Sun's out, track's fast now. Your backstory is is intriguing me at least. Anyway, mate, you dro- you had a little career as a trainer and driver, and tell us what got you involved in harness racing way back when. Oh, geez, that's going back a long time, Toby. Probably early, probably early nineties, I reckon. Um, we used to go to the trots yeah. like every young fella who was good back at the valley, and thought I wouldn't mind having a go at this. And anyway, I happened to meet. Um, Bill O'Connell, which is Robbie O'Connell's father, and yeah. um, I started off with him, and it's great horsemen, great horsemen, like, you know, condition a horse and that, and I'd, I'd actually won a junior driver's race down at Ballarat, and, and I think it was might have been nearly 12 months after that race before I had another drive. He said, you know, you can stay home and learn to be a horseman, um, yeah. learn to train them properly first, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. And and you dabbled in training, and it yeah, it seemed to have a lot of horses, but for not very long at each time, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, you sort of get them like, back in them days, you sort of yeah. get on their marks a lot quicker and you sort of move them on. And we bought a couple of yearling sales back then. And, you know, it's funny, I always said that I sort of used to watch Finney Knight and, and all them pieces and that, you know, like I was always in awe of the, and Brian Gaff, the, the quality of the horses they had back in the day. And, I always said one day, just a lot to some well-bred stuff. I couldn't really afford it back in them days to yeah, yeah. to um, breed to the to the best stallions, and so I sort of thought, oh, I'm going to come back. I'll just sort of do it, try and breed to the best, and hopefully that's what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Now, before we get to that, I've still got some intriguing ones. Gr- <laughs> Grain store flyer, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. It had one start for you for one win mm-hmm. at store. It hadn't raced for about four or five months, and then it went back to uh, I think Graham and Gavin Lang. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was a. Um, it was an interesting um, setup. I, I got him, and he was in the paddock, and he he sort of had been out in the paddock for a while. And these guys were the owners were, were a good like, good bunch of guys, and yeah. they just sort of said to me that you know. Um, we did a deal and, you know, I, I said, look, I'll see if I can get him up and going. And it's sort of like he, he went really good at stall. Like there was some, I think, Dodge Torado had just won the yeah, Yarra yeah. Rams and Cranbourne Cups. And I just waited to the last minute and gave him a slap and, and he just put his head in front at the right time. And I think a pretty good urn was taken out of the ring that day. I think, you know, we thought that he'd, he'd go pretty well. Yeah. And then, yeah, look, after that, you know what, that was probably nearly the turning point, Toby, where I, I think you'll find that after that I was out of him reasonably quick after that. Yeah, okay, all right, I won't. We yeah, that was need, just getting... Need to yeah. dive any further as such. No, so. no. Then, so then 
a lot of time goes by, and it's mid two thousand and teens, tens, two thousand and fifteen. It must have mm-hmm. been roughly, and you decide to get back into it in in breeding horses. And I suppose you've alluded to it. You've always wanted some well-bred stock, mm. and we'll get into a couple into you too in the sale shortly but that's what brought you back to it getting you're a bit older things have changed you might be a bit more mortgage free kids are grown up or whatever's happened in that journey and you're having a crack at breeding a few horses yeah look i I've, I've always watched them from a distance and i think that's something that gets in your blood to yeah. take from getting out of it you know <laughs> yeah, and and, yeah. and you meet so many good people along the way and anyway i met the judds at ben studden and you know the great people and and they, we sort of, you know, I probably took two years before I bought my first mare, you know, like I was kept looking and waiting to see what was around. I wasn't just going to settle for, you know, I wanted a certain a lot. I really, and, and I suppose that alludes to the, to the APG mares, you know, the families of them two, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and, um, where's Chris Belden fit in with all of this? <laughs> Chris is actually my accountant. Yeah. And and we just, we just, I was sitting in his office there one day and I said, listen, I going to get back into the horses and he goes look my wife used to go to the trots all the time at you yeah. know when showgrounds and that and she loves horses and he goes look so i used to go as well and he goes look why don't we have a we'll have a go so we we sort of then we we sort of went forward from there and you know so we sort of waited a little bit and bought the mares that we wanted and started joining them to what we considered that considered the best stallions that we could find you know yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, we'll get stuck into a couple of these now. And I don't yep. know if you heard, I did a show on a mare called Larrakia Lady, right? A whole show, <laughs> basically. Yeah, right? yeah sorry, yes. It, yeah. The, 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 what has come from her is absolutely staggering. And Lot 115 is a sweet Lou cult out of a mare called Arts Image. Yeah, no, look, she, she, that's right. And I remember Larrakia Lady racing with Johnny McLean had her, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. She was a tough little mare too, you know, and you're dead right about that. I think I think her progeny have won over a couple of million, just two of them, you know, like it was, was she's been a great, um, phenomenal mare for, for, for her owners and for the Camerons and the Gleasons, you know, like it's, wow, what a ride, isn't it? You yeah, know? well, just Art's image, uh, his mother is Lifeline, I think I've got that right. Yep. And That's correct. Just from Lifeline alone, right? There's mm-hmm. been over five million dollars in earnings just from Lifeline wow. alone, right? That's yeah, wow. That is, it works out to be forty-three thousand nine hundred dollars per foal since from Lifeline. They are stats <laughs> that <laughs> when I did this Larrakia Lady show, they were the stats from about yeah four months ago when I did that. So there'd be actually more. Right prize money since then and we're talking horses like the pantheus out to play perfect major beauty secret major secret loveless treachery petrarca it's not that even includes that 43922 even includes yearlings and weanlings right so they haven't even had a chance to earn money so yeah it's it's an amazing family this one yeah no, no, not with, with that family too they don't have to be great race mares to be Good broodmares from there, you know. And that's yeah, what I yeah, I sort of looked at. Yeah. Arts Image wasn't the greatest brute race mare, but you know she's had three sort of go under 156 or better. You know, three that got to the races, and I think she's had a bit of trouble. Lost a couple of foals along the way. Yeah. Um, but this fellow's a real nice colt, you know. Yeah. Well, life life line herself didn't race, <laughs> so you make yeah, a great yeah, well, point. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And sometimes it's all it always goes back to the breeding. 
Yeah. Toby Reckon, like the, the bloodlines in there. And, you know, yeah, she, that's a, it's a, that was the one that, now, when we first got into it, you couldn't really get them. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you couldn't get that family. They were, the Camerons and Gleasons had that pretty much sort of sewn up and they weren't selling it in there. So it took a while to get her. I haven't had her two or three years. Um, but yeah, so it's, she's a ripper. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, uh, Brett. actually got a really nice rock and roll heaven filly on her now, you know, which will keep pushing the bloodline forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the story went something like Bruce Cameron got back from the Northern Territory and wanted to buy Larrakeel Lady. He didn't have enough money, so he went to his next door neighbour and uh, said, "Can I borrow some money off you?" Which was Peter Gleeson, and he said, "Well, why don't we just go halves in this horse, Larrakeel Lady?" And they bought her. And as you know, yeah, um, wow. As far as decisions go in harness racing, it wasn't the worst one. That one. No, no, not by a long shot, is it? It's no. sort of one of the, the profitable stories, you could say, isn't it, you know? Right. But, and, and most of them horses too, Toby, have been trained by Emma and Clayton, and yeah. you know, that, they just know how that breed seems to work, don't they? You know, like yeah. their, their training style suits them because they just keep, you know, they keep suiting their style. Was there a particular reason for Sweet Lou, apart from, you know, what the job he's doing as a stowing? Did it Was it a perfect cross, et cetera? Yeah, well, uh, Rob Acourt, and I've got to give uh, hats off to Rob over in Adelaide. He does. Um, we haven't ever chat about the pedigrees and who we're going to join them to. And Rob sort of likes him, thinks that he's a. He's saying a few years ago was he's going to be a real good bread and butter sire, and he's probably exceeded that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. He's, he's starting to show his worth. You know, there's some pretty nice sweet lose around at the moment. The other one you've got's really interesting too. Lot one ninety seven is a filly, and I don't know uh, what were you doing in nineteen ninety nine when the Australian Pacing Gold was run for the two year old fillies. Yeah, watch, watching a pretty good filly win it actually. <laughs> you know, yeah, Pelican Rama. Oh, uh, but for me, I, I love that family, Toby. Like, yeah. I go back to Bag Limit. See, Bag Limit. You know, I was actually working at nights. Back in that day, when he won the Victoria Second Victoria Cups, yeah, yeah, and he was just a lovely horse to work, and yeah, it was good. I was I was up with Stephen Dove, started up there with him, and and just helped um, Stephen, and we went out to Bob's and Vinny's there one day, and just they were trying to get him ready for that Victoria Cup. Like Soho High Roller, you know, he just keeps on going, and even his Soho Historia recently, which is pretty good now too. Yeah, you know? that's been a wonderful family. That's interesting. Mm. That so when you saw that mare come available it was pelican rama and and then your memories of bag limit from when you were young and impressionable and it and that really inspired you to get into that family oh yeah yeah for sure and it's, it's just the family there's always one seems to come out of that family each generation you know like yeah yeah you follow right back through it's a pretty good family right through and i think that and she's a pretty like captain treacherous out of that family she's a big strong filly too like she's um She's a nice, nice type as well. Good on her feet, smart on her feet, you know. So, but yeah, it's sort of, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, these are the ones that, um, you know, you, you sort of, you sort of wonder whether you should be selling them or not. <laughs> that's probably the best way. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Is that what yeah. you got in in for it, you know, to breed them and to sell them? Was that the yeah, motivation correct. or is that the accountant half coming out that, uh, no, we breed them and we're selling them, we're not keeping them, Shane, because next you'll have your licence and you'll be driving them. That's it. Uh, look, our main aim was, look, and the model that we work on is that we sort of, um, we try and sell our colts yep. and 
and sort of lease our fillies and and with to bring them back through later on. We race a couple of them, like through the couple of syndicates, through a couple of our our young fillies that go on a ride out of their mares. Um, and yeah, that, that's the plan: sell the colts and 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 sort of keep the fillies, but not because you have to, Toby. You know, yeah, because you want to, because they're, they're going to do a job, hopefully do a job to replace their mother. Yeah, they're being prepared by Haley Lang. Yeah, Haley and Chris down there. At yep. Well, yep, they do a great job. They did our team of four last year at the Nutrient Sale, and yeah, they they're really good with young horses and come from both from great background, family backgrounds with it does too. Which helps, doesn't it? Yeah, they've got a pretty good pedigree behind them, haven't they? <laughs> My word. <laughs> Between the <laughs> two of them. The mate. <laughs> it, it certainly does, doesn't it? <laughs> and you had no pedigree in the sport, though. You, you no family background whatsoever. No. So it just shows no. you never know where they're going to come from. No, that's exactly right. You know, I sort of, um, yeah, should have got the old man DNA tested, I reckon. Just to sort of make sure. Because he was sort of, no, didn't really, not a real animal person. You know? Yeah, yeah. You've got no no inkling whatsoever to get back involved and work one or anything like that? Mate, look, no, I think it's good to be able to have them where I can go and see them when I want to. And yep. and I love the, like, the foals, watching the foals come each year and get down there and, and get around them and muck around with them a bit. Um, but, yeah, not at this stage. I'd, like, I'd probably want to retire, which is a few years off yet. I wouldn't mind having a little block and just play around with me with the young stuff and even jog a couple up, you know? Yep, yep. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Yeah. Shane, uh, best of luck at the sales, the Australian Pacing Gold sales. You've got the two lots, 115 and 197. And uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you, Toby. Thanks for the time. It's time now for the 11.30 news. We'll be back with more of our APG two-day special across the next 90 minutes.